0: Welcome back to another episode of our St. Louis City SC podcast known as the Riverside Report where we break down the games each match week, give our analysis and opinions as well as talk team news and updates plus a little preview of what's to come. I'm Max Williams joined by Jack Olwig and Matt Givens. We're currently 2-0 on the season as well as second in the Western Conference of the MLS. How are you guys feeling after that win against Charlotte FC?
1: Feeling great, loving it. How much Yeah, say. You, I cannot uh
2: you, we cannot complain as newcomers in the league. We're uh 2 and 0. We have I mean, we've seen 3 goals each game we've played in. We're riding some high high wins right now. I'm excited. I'm so pumped for the rest of this season.
0: And Jack, it's to my understanding that you were actually at the home opener. How was that experience?
2: Yeah, unreal words. It's hard to describe uh, that entire, not even the entire 90 minutes, but the hours before people were down there. I got there on there with my dad around and when my mom and dad actually around three o'clock and there was already people flooding the streets and flooding the complex in front of the arena or in front of the stadium, and uh, people were having a good time. Clydesdales were there, which was a cool scene. Usually you just think of that with the Cardinals, but they brought them out for uh, our soccer team. And when you walk into the stadium, it just takes your breath away. 22,000 fans all together, standing the entire match, chanting. It was insane. So happy I got to be there and be a part of it. And I from what you guys have told me and from what I've read online was that the fans were just as loud in the stadium as they were through your TVs at home. sounds like we had a great, just great fan base.
0: Yeah. I know it doesn't do it justice, but the noise, some of the just camera shots from watching the Apple TV stream just looked awesome. You could tell that everyone in the stadium was loving it packed house. St. Louis is a soccer city, and you can kind of tell that just from watching the stream even. It was a awesome game to watch. Very exciting. And, hey, so yeah, without it was further also... – oh, Well, ahead.
2: just to add real quick about the fan experience, the TIFO was amazing. The supporters did a great job making that. I know a ton of them put in a lot of time um, into painting that. And to have everyone be a part of that moment was surreal.
0: Yeah, I I caught a a pretty good glimpse of it before kickoff on uh on the stream and it looked sick. I mean, that thing was enormous and just to see all the fans roll out the the team logo, it was it was incredible. And the I I didn't get to see a good shot of the whole stadium, but there were the other banners like all across the place. That thing that thing looked awesome. <laughs> So without further ado, let's get into the actual goals of the game. First goal at City Park in the history of the regular season, goes to the away side. Enzo Copetti scores in the 25th minute. A pretty impressive header. He got some he got some uh some pep in his step and was able to jump pretty high to connect with that cross. Uh, the assist went to Carol Swiderski, the uh, right back for Charlotte. And honestly, I was I was pretty impressed. It was a shot to the heart early on. But what were your guys' emotions uh, right off the bat, Matt?
1: Uh, right off the bat, I mean, Max, me and you were watching it. We were both pretty stunned, I mean, to say the least. As soon as he rose up and it hit the back of the net, I mean, you can tell us what it was like in the stadium, but even just at home, it was pretty silent, especially with the announcers reminding us that that is the first goal that was scored at our stadium. They made that a solid point by stating that at least five times. But, yeah, I mean, we were stunned. We were like, oh, oh, God, like, are we actually about to just get a hard reality check here, and is this going to go downhill fast? And, I mean, honestly – St. Louis City FC and their fans now have their first player that they are going to hate for the rest of this cup of I think that's how you pronounce it, his career. And as long as he's in the league, and as long as he's playing St. Louis City, we've got his number, and uh, I don't think it's going to be fun anytime soon that he comes back.
2: Yeah, that was kind of how it is. Shot to the heart, Max, like you said, in the stadium. I don't think our fans, with the atmosphere that was already there no one was expecting us to go down first especially because the first 20 minutes we were just attacking we had Klaus he had a shot outside the six yard box he skied it uh, uh, but then you had Ostrich he had a nice side volley it was a good save and then uh, Love and free kick uh, that was a good shot on target but that on goal just sucked it really did and it was also our wing back who I'll get to it later, but I, our wing back gave it away. Um, and then it just led to that goal. It was less than like 20 seconds. We were in their end. And then right away, Capetti had a dime into the corner.
0: Yep. Next goal, Bill Tuloma, and own goal to start off. City scoring at home. First home goal ever for St. Louis City SC. Doesn't even come from one of our own players in the 41st minute, just a few moments before halftime. How about that, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, an own goal. I mean, I mean, I think that's a good way for it to happen. I think there was a lot of pressure just on us in that first half. I think you saw it with Tim Parker and Hebert. Hebert I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Kyle Hebert's They both get yellows right before the half. And I think it's just like a lot of the first half was just that raw emotion, just all the buildup from the atmosphere. And I think just getting that first goal on our side just to see and make it one to one. I think that just took a lot off of our shoulders going into the halftime break.
2: Yeah, I mean, we got that own goal because of our play style with a high press. I was reading a stat that we're the highest pressing team and forced the most numbers in the league along with Seattle Sounders. When we press like that, mistakes are going to happen. Yeah, we get lucky, and that was a lucky little tip, but those chances are created because of that press. And Klaus was right on that defender. He could do nothing but try to hit it over the goal, but he just didn't have enough oomph on it, and he couldn't get it over.
0: Yeah, cross was good from Nerwinski. We didn't see a lot of him in the first game, but he got a little more forward, I felt like, in the second match at home. We saw him... Getting more involved in the offensive third, right here, just a perfect example of, like you said, Jack, getting the ball into Klaus. Klaus was all over Tuloma. I mean, he was—he's a physical force. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna stay up. He's gonna stay up top. He's gonna pester the back line. We're gonna whip balls into him, and when he gets that physical, it's easy to make a mistake like that. I like what you said, Jack, about how that was just good city offense that resulted in Charlotte making a mistake.
2: And just to add on to that, because I have a feeling you're going to go into the, the penalty that's about to happen in the game, but uh, just that high press again, first it was Norwinsky you said passed that ball, right? Yeah. He had that cross. So he was trying to find Klaus. And then on the next goal, you see the same kid that gave it away our left wing back that gave it away for the, their first goal was the same guy that's crossing in trying to find Klaus on the far bar. And then he got lucky it hit his hand. And it's that same thing. Klaus is being our rock up top and we keep trying to find him. And although us trying to find him, isn't like directly going to resulting in a goal, what what happens because of it is leading to a goal.
0: And just like you said, Jack, third goal of the game goes to city. Edward Leuven puts away a beautiful penalty kick that, Get started from a Carol Swiderski handball, which I don't think there's really any arguing against. We all saw the replays. Cross comes in from Nelson on that left wing. Swiderski just trying to block the ball, but that arm is clearly uh, outstretched from his body. Hits the right hand. Penalty awarded, STL, and Leuven could not have struck it any cleaner. I thought that it was... I thought it was gonna hit the crossbar. I thought it was maybe <laughs> just gonna go over. It's it gave me a heart attack almost watching that on TV, but oh, I could watch that goal a million times over again. What a great way. The first player to ever score at for St. Louis City at home. What an awesome moment. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, no goalie was ever saving that. That ball was hit perfectly. Top bends, whatever you like it. And yeah. Like Jack was saying, I mean, I think just that constant service and constant looking to find Klaus up top and just pestering the back line just resulted into eventually Charlotte just kind of like getting caught off guard there for a second and just one little mishap and one little slip up resulted in that penalty. And who better to step up than Edward Leuven and just tuck it home. And I think after that ball hit the back of the net, Jack, once again, you can attest for me, but I think it sounded like from home that the roof just blew off that stadium. And that was just the floodgates of all atmosphere and just city momentum, just rolling on and just, yeah, I think that really just opened it up for us.
2: Yeah, it really did. I mean, going down one out, then it kind of resets the atmosphere and then we tie it goes one, one and then the buildup happens. And then that PK, that couple minutes where he's setting up, it was just pandemonium and then he drills it. And the crowd goes crazy. I'm happy Leuven got the first goal. Um, or the first our first player to score, I guess. Um, first city at City Park. Um, happy it was him. He's just our engine. He was an engine last game versus Austin with his assist. Now he finally gets his goal. Uh Max, you mentioned last week he made team of the week and he made it again this week. I'm happy for. It.
0: Well, three goal contributions in two games will definitely get you some back-to-back mentions in the MLS team of the week that did it for the first half STLSC took that momentum into the second half of action we didn't see another goal until the 71st minute where Zhao Klaus gave us that two-goal cushion put us up 3-1 again this is like (laughs) this is becoming some weird trademark in uh, St. Louis City's gameplay here where a defender, this time uh, Adelson Milanda, gives the ball just right to one of our attackers. This time, Zhao Klaus gets the ball on a back pass to the keeper, just chips it right over his head to put us up to. What an awesome goal and is this some sort of script in play I, I i don't know what's happening but it seems like uh the mls has has guaranteed us at least one free goal a game <laughs> what do you guys think
1: I, I mean yeah what is going on i mean i'm not complaining a goal is a goal i'll take them how they come but i mean yeah it's like st louis city's game plan was to get the ball at Jao claus's feet and i guess for adelson uh Milanda, it was also his game plan to See Joe Klaus put one in the back of the net in front of that home crowd to maybe just be a part of the celebrations. I don't uh, that's all I can say is what are you doing? There's just no reason for that pass.
2: Yeah, while we while we're getting lucky and people are people are saying we're just getting newcomers luck. It's part of that press we I've been talking about. I mean you had Thomas Ostrich, he's coming up on that defender he, he turns around and Klaus is already up there because he was blocking off the other center back. And he just happened to be there, right place, right time. And then the chip was splendid. He couldn't have put that in any better. And I'm so happy for Klaus because he's playing so well. And I know we all knew he wanted to score in front of the home crowd in the first game, and I'm happy he did.
0: And this is, Jack, this is kind of what I would say to people um, who are accusing us of that beginner's luck, who are accusing us of, just getting a, a lucky win in match week two. Pablo Cisniega had a great game in that. He had seven saves against us. You mentioned just really briefly, some of those chances that we had before Charlotte's first goal, he made some great saves in the opening moments of that match. And we could have had plenty of open play goals. If, if Cisniega was just a few inches behind some of those shots and I think we definitely deserve this win maybe a a little luck here and there but what team does that not fall to I mean we took our chances we pressed hard and we made a lot of those opportunities on our own as well yeah I
2: think I mean that's what my old coach used to say is create your own block and that's exactly what we're doing with this high press tactics Carnell's got going plus Carnell is coaching us great. I mean, he switched the formation. Last game, we were at a 4-2-3-1. This game, we were at a 4-4-2. We put Giacchini up top with Klaus, and it it looked way better for me. Um, it looked way better from my point of view than the formation that we played with um, against Austin. Your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the first half, I know with uh, Giacchini up top with Klaus, it was like they were able to build off, but I still think Nico was still dropping back in behind Klaus at moments, which we saw at Austin. And I liked it a lot. And I think another big point to highlight on with in terms of coaching was the substitutions that were made. I think Indiana coming on and um uh, who was the just massive six foot five? It was
2: Damien or something. Yeah.
1: Adanirin, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, those two subs and those fresh legs coming on were tremendous in the second half. And just that last 20 minutes when everybody, when we're trying to just sink in and just hold on to those three points, I think worked brilliantly and just offered something else throughout the game that we didn't see in the first half.
0: Yeah. Oh, overall we brought in uh Rasmus Alm in for Stroud Indiana Vasilev in for Ostrak, Adenirin in for Giacchini, and, of course, the youngster, 17-year-old Miguel Perez in for Klaus right at the end there in the 88th minute. And I think that it seemed like the game was almost dying down a little bit as some of these subs were coming on, but we did get to see just a few small glimpses of Indiana Vasilev. He came on with the mask. Ended up just throwing it off. I guess it was uncomfortable for him or something. But, man, he still looked really comfortable on the ball. I know he, he came into the, the game in at a, at a good situation. We were up uh, two goals. But, man, he was just dancing past defenders, creating uh, opportunities and getting into some open spaces. I really liked what I saw from, from him. And Adam Nieren on that left wing for being six foot five, this guy could move. He had uh, some nice touches on the ball. And I was overall impressed from really all the subs that came in. We didn't get to see much from Perez, came in at the very last minute. But hey, the St. Louis crowd loved it. And it was a pretty cool sight to see. Jack, you want to speak on the crowd at that moment?
2: Yeah. I mean, in- Everyone was happy that Zhao Klaus was getting the getting the standing O, even though we were standing the whole time. But he got it while he was walking off. Happy moments for him. Uh, it was just – I words literally can't explain it. I know it's cliche, but it just – I have no words. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, but something I also want to touch on, back to the formation thing, is I think we found our two rocks in the middle in blown – and um, Luvin, I don't know what we're going to do to fit and Vassilov back in there because I like Ostrich and Shroud in that middle four. I just I, I feel like our only weak spots on the team right now are wingbacks, but I just don't know how to shuffle those midfielders so that we can fit before that started and Vassilov in there. What do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah. It's a good problem to have. I think, I mean, we have all our guys stepping up and we have depth. It's, it's going to be a good way to go forward and just have these different ways of moving that midfield around. But yeah, like you said, Loam did brilliant. Ostrich did brilliant. Leuven did brilliant. I mean, yeah, there's just a lot of guys that are stepping up and it's going to be hard to just find those guys that are ready to start. And yeah, I think the wingbacks are just that weak link right now because me and Max found ourselves watching along. Just They just kind of didn't have a presence that whole game. Like, you'd see Blom had a presence, all the other midfields. Tim had a presence. But then we were just looking at our wingbacks, and just sometimes they just weren't really involved in that game. And it's not necessarily like they played poorly. It was just they weren't playing great, so to say. Exactly. Well, I, I feel like – there you go,
0: Max. I I disagree with you a little bit there, Matt. I would say that they struggled a little bit defensively, but I really liked what I saw from the wingbacks from an offensive stance this game. I mean, they literally made two of our three goals pretty much from uh, Nerwinsky playing in that first ball that ended up in the own goal, and John Nelson playing in that cross that ended up in the handball. And so there were moments where... I was watching Charlotte go on the counter and I'm thinking like where on earth are the wingbacks? Like they need to be back here. Um, I don't know why it's like just Tim Parker sitting alone with Hebert. There were a couple moments where there were defensive errors, but overall I felt they were a little bit more involved offensively as for um, Vasilev. It's going to have to be one of, those offensive players that, that kind of comes out. So either Ostrak or Stroud, I've liked what I've seen from both of them. I might like Stroud a little bit more, but I think uh, Bloom and uh, Leuven are, are somewhat safer than some of those more attacking players, just from what I saw from uh, Indiana Vaslev in that, that second match.
2: And I think the defensive uh um side of it they'll get more comfortable of course as the year goes on just playing together they haven't played together before and also I always tell you guys about him but Joaquin Nelson is the player that I am looking forward to seeing take the field for City I cannot wait for him to be back and I think when he comes back with his experience with Parker in the middle that those two wingbacks are then going to feel comfortable enough to keep going up and stay up or if the left wing if Nowinski goes up on one end, and Nelson can drop back on the other and cover for him. And it's like three back and move him up. Um, I think those problems will be solved when Joaquin come back, Comes back.
0: Shall we look ahead briefly to the next match against the Portland Timbers? They are currently. Wait. I want to know. I want to know who you guys favorite player was from the match true all right good 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 point good point we'll, we'll rewind back a little bit Matt would you like to uh start us off
1: yeah I'll start us off um my favorite player was Blom. I mean how could you not like him I think in the first half he was a little shaky just a little I think once again atmosphere just everything and externally just got in there a little bit me Max Ryan we all had our comments on it but He just turned up when it mattered most, and he just played a – he played his role perfectly once again. And there was even times where he did not get the ball necessarily, but he was making some great forward runs in the attack. And I just think we found ourselves a special little player in bloom in that midfield who just week in, week out is just going to put up these great performances. Jam. Yeah, I'll
2: I'll piggyback off that because my favorite player was blown too. Um I looked at his stats before because I was ready to answer him until Matt just took him um, as his man of the match. But he had he was two for two on tackles, eight recoveries, two interceptions, and that's all for defense. And then for the attack, he was one hundred percent on his long balls, completed three out of four dribbles. It was it, he was he was just he's an engine. Like I said, him and Lovin in there are just engines and we needed them. And he, Blum also played all 90 and he looked fantastic the entire time. But since Matt took Blum, um, I am going to go with I think just Parker. I don't know if he played the best he could that game. I don't know. He didn't really have his best game. But just his presence on the field and his leadership um, helps everyone around. And just boost this team beyond a point it's it's fun to see him just lead
0: max i i'll give an honorable mention to tim parker he wasn't going to be my player of the game since he was in my first match week against austin but like you said Jake, he is such a, a force back there and when everyone else seems lost in the chaos of the the first home game the home opener Parker seemed like that rock in the back who could clear the ball no matter what. he's getting physical, he's applying pressure uh, to their attackers and just clearing the ball when it needs to be cleared. Yes, he got a yellow. That tackle was crazy. I mean, he just went full speed, just I I, I couldn't I couldn't believe that. but I love just his aggressiveness on the ball. He's not afraid to make a tackle like that. Yes, it can be a little dangerous at times, but I really liked how he just attacks the ball and the ball carrier. Uh, Edward Leuven is my player of match week two. He is just showing up in the big moments and him partnered with Bloem, the whole midfield seems like we have a lot of depth. It seems like they're very comfortable. He just seems like a piece that could fit in at STL for a long time. And how can you not have him as your player of the game when he scores? He's the first St. Louis City player to score at home. Had an awesome composed penalty that gave us that momentum to win the game in the second half. Edward Leuven is my player. Yeah, and
2: he it's unreal to watch him play. And like you said about Parker, that yellow card, its just a, it sets the tone. I, he wants that Charlotte team to go into the locker room at half knowing oh shit they're still in like they're ready to play at that point it was 1-1 that penalty would happen four minutes later Parker didn't know that but I'm just there's nothing but positives to take out of that game
0: in my opinion um yeah all right quick uh little preview for the next game St. Louis City plays the Portland Timbers currently uh they sit at, I believe, want the stands? They finished last season at eighth in the MLS. Um, so far they're one and one. They lost last game to LAFC, the defending champions of the MLS, and in their first match week, they got a one-nil victory against sporting KC. What are your guys' uh thoughts coming into this game?
1: You know. I'd be lying if I said I'm not nervous. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous. It's our first real, like, scary away test. I mean, we're going very far across the country up to Portland. It's a very hard place to play. I mean, every time I see a Portland Timbers home game, there's always numbers that show up and they're always rowdy. I think we did pass a great test that is Austin, but I think Portland's just one of those MLS beasts that has just been around and their name has been around for a long time. And it's going to be a real – I think it's going to be a real scrappy game. I think it's going to be just us clawing away, hopefully going to come back home with those three points.
0: Well, Matt, I don't don't know how you can say that this is our strongest away test of the year so far after we came away with that win in Austin. Yes, I'm a little nervous too, but I think that first win in match week one will – give us a little bit more confidence heading into this game, Jack.
2: Yeah. Um, Providence park is one of the best stadiums in MLS. And it is going to be, I'm terrified of course, but you look at what we did down at Q2 stadium. And what we saw from that team is this team can do anything so far through two matches. We've been down, we've been trailing both of them as an expansion side and to have the grit and determination to come back and win those games scoring three goals in each who the hell knows what's going to happen up there at providence park um then again you know it's like all right we win two games surely we do but i don't know um my prediction for this game is going to be a 2-2 tie. i think with our momentum we can squeeze out of there with a point and i hope we run away with a point um Yeah, 2-2 is my
1: prediction.
0: Matt, let's hear it.
1: Like, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to still think it's scrappy. I think that you do only have one time to make a good first impression. We did that not only on the road, but we also did that in front of our home crowd. I just think now this is where we really see what we're made of. We're going to prove people that this isn't just a fluke. We aren't just having a lucky run of games. I'm going to stick with either a one nothing win or a 1-1 draw. So that's going to be my prediction. I know it's two score lines, but I just – I think we either walk away with the three points or we're coming back home with one and we're splitting them. So I'm going with the lowest scoring affair.
0: I'm going to say that this is going to be a little bit higher scoring. We've had uh, two consecutive games with three goals – We've scored six on the season so far. Uh, Portland, they've got three goals on the whole season, but they just came off that game against LAFC. They've shown that they can come back from behind. They were literally down 3-0 in, I believe, the 52nd minute in that game against LAFC. They can score for sure, and on home soil, I would not put it past them to score three goals. I'm going to say a 3-3 draw is the final.
2: I, I do like that prediction because I Portland is going to be a test, a new test in the sense that that is a team that never stops. In Austin and Charlotte, yeah, they kept coming at us. They kept peppering. But for the most part, City could kind of settle in, and we kind of controlled the game in the dying minutes. Uh, I think it's just going to be a nonstop battle, the entire 90 up there, and I can't wait for the game. It's going to be a blast.
0: All right, that game is Saturday, March 11th at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We're currently 2-0 on the season, and we cannot wait to bring you more St. Louis City action news, predictions, everything around the team. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week.
1: See you guys. See ya.